You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 33. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, master certified life coach, teacher, and recovering supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, supermoms. How are you? I'm amazing. I got to speak at a parenting conference yesterday and connect with all these wonderful supermoms and help them feel better and get their fresh start for the school year. I am excited to teach a webinar at the end of the month on the 26th. It's going to be Monday. And we're going to do a back-to-school webinar for moms. So this is your chance to get a fresh start. You know, the kids got their little lunch boxes and their pencils and their brand new clean notebooks, and they're all excited. So let's get mom excited too. We're going to take some time to step out of the weeds and look at your life and look at what you're ready for, what's next for you, what are you missing, what do you want more of, what do you want less of. So go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash back to school with little hyphens in between back to school, and we will get you signed up for the webinar. You can also download your life balance wheel so you can kind of get a head start on taking a the big picture look at your life and thinking about what's next for mama. All right, so today I'm going to be answering a question about starting middle school. If this does not apply to you, I still want you to listen because the Supermom Power Boost at the end is something I see every mom struggle with, and I really want you to hear it, and it applies to a mom with kids as little as, well, probably a year old, all the way up to adults. So let's get started with today's question of the day from Catalina. My son is starting middle school, and I'm worried about all the things he's going to be exposed to. Vaping, drugs, girls, social media, bullies, online porn, you name it, I'm worried about it. He is such a happy, sweet boy, and I don't want his peers to ruin his innocence. Part of me thinks I should talk to him about some of the things he'll be exposed to, but the other part of me thinks I should keep quiet and let it unfold as he experiences it. How can I prepare him for the big bad world of middle school without scaring him or giving him more information than he is ready to handle? Okay. So, Catalina, I think there are many parents who share your same apprehension. I know this because I have been teaching sex education classes for decades, and I have uh, classes I teach for parents to take with their 9 to 12-year-olds. And when the parents come for the first like parent night, we talk about like how to talk to kids about sex. So much of the time, they come with apprehension. They want to be the ones to tell their kids about how babies are made. They feel like that's a parent's job, but they get nervous. They don't want to take away the, their child's innocence. And so rather than saying the wrong thing or giving too much information, they end up saying nothing at all. And then we kind of miss a window. Like there's really a window of opportunity for sex education, which is nine to 12. If you wait until your child's 13, 14, and you're like, okay, now I really need to talk to them. Well, sometimes that window of opportunity is closed. They're kind of, you know, into puberty so far that they don't want to hear it from mom anymore. And, or the, the door literally shuts sometimes. So I think that your instincts are correct in 
not talking to him from your worrying energy. But I also think that other part of your brain is correct in saying, yeah, I think it's a good idea to talk to him. (laughs) So emotions are contagious. And if you tell him about your fears and all the bad things that could happen, it could do one of two things. Number one, it could scare him. He might mirror you and become equally worried and stressed. Number two, he might reject you. So kids don't like the energy of worry. I mean, I guess nobody really does, but kids really feel it when it's coming from their parents and we put the worry onto them. And so when a kid maybe doesn't have a predisposition for worrying, he's just going to dismiss you, disregard you, not want to listen to you, not want to be around you, nor is he going to confide in you later if he thinks it will cause you to worry because he doesn't want you to be in that energy. He doesn't like the way it feels. So I do believe knowledge is power and that this is a great opportunity to inform him of some of the things he will be exposed to, but only if you are in a calm, confident energy. So when parents inform their kids about vaping, sex, drugs, etc., before they're exposed to it, there are many benefits. Number one, kids learn they can talk to their parents about anything that comes up. I had a 10-year-old girl fill out on the evaluation form after one of my sex ed classes that said, now that I can talk to my mom about sex, I can talk to her about anything. It's kind of like the gateway towards open communication as kids get older and are exposed to more serious, more important you know, things that aren't always pleasant. So I highly recommend it. And if you're interested in my sex education class, I do have one coming up in September in Walnut Creek, California. And I also have the online version. You can go to timeforthetalk.com and purchase it online and watch it at home. So number two reason are the benefits of talking to kids about these serious kind of more important subjects. The second one is that when your middle schooler hears something taboo, let's say they hear somebody like talking about what sex is or something that, you know, some drugs or vaping or something. Your child doesn't need to go, what's that? What are you talking about? Tell me more. (laughs) They don't need to rely on their peers for an education, nor do they need to come home and Google it and search on YouTube to learn about what they were just hearing because you've already told them. They're like, I don't have to listen to you. I already have the information. My parents gave that to me at home. Okay, that's number two. Number three reason to talk to kids about the serious stuff before they're exposed to it is because talking about personal important things builds trust and brings you closer. Number four, middle schoolers are surrounded by peers willing to give their opinions and judgments easily, but we want them to also have a voice in their head of their parent. So they've got all the opinions of their peers, but we also want them to have your opinion inside their head so that it helps them make an informed decision. And number five, kids tend to rise to our expectations. If we expect them to do drugs and get bad grades, they probably will. If we expect them to be exposed but not partake in unhealthy activities, they probably won't. So we want to give them and tell them what our expectations are and be really clear about it. So think about this format when talking to your kids about difficult subjects. Information, consequences, opinions, and choice. Let's take online porn as an example. If your child asks you about 
what is pornography, or you catch them watching something, or you've got nothing and you just want to bring up the subject, you're going to start with information. Porn is short for pornography. It refers to visual materials, mostly digital these days, containing explicit displays of sexual organs and or activity intended to stimulate erotic feelings. So the intention of pornography is erotic arousal. It's not aesthetic or emotional. Showing pornography to children is considered illegal and obscene. That's just general information. Then you move to consequences. Some people experience it as harmless and healthy. Others experience it as addictive, exploitative, and damaging to real relationships. Information, consequences. Next one is opinions. You get to give your opinion. Your dad and I don't want you watching it because it's going to give you an unrealistic picture of what sex is like in a real relationship. When you are in a real relationship someday, we want you to experience the best of it, which includes emotional intimacy, companionship, friendship, and love, not just the physical aspects of sex or whatever your opinion is. If you and your husband have differing opinions, that's fine too. Or you could say your church believes this, your grandparents believe that, I think this, that you're totally entitled to give your opinion. I see so many parents who are afraid to give their opinions to their child, but this is giving them that voice in the head so that they can make an informed decision. So a lot of parents will say like, well, I know they're going to do it anyway, so why bother? (laughs) Because they're going to get a huge opinion coming at them from the media, from their peers. You want them to have alternative opinions so that they can make the next section an informed choice. We realize we can't control what you view on the internet, but we hope you will choose things that uplift your spirit and not watch things that you feel you should hide. We also want you to know that you can come to us if you ever have any concerns or you encounter something that feels weird or icky online. So when you're giving them a choice, you also be very clear about your expectations of what happens inside your home. Like in our home, we do not expect you to ever do this. Or we, you know, these are the boundaries and the rules that we have inside our home. So you can have very clear boundaries, expectations when it comes to drugs going on in your home, what the media is on on TV in your home, you know, what kinds of things you allow, totally your choice. But we also want to respect that your child's going to need to make their own choice when they are outside the house and other kids bring them things. Hey, did you see this video? Did you hear about this? That they're going to have to make their own choices. And so we want to, one, tell them that, you know, we trust them to make a good choice, but also if they don't, we're still here for them. So you, this format of information, consequences, opinion, and choice, it shows your child that you're knowledgeable, that you are available to handle these kind of subjects, and if something ever goes wrong, that they can come to you for help. Now, this applies in other areas too, not just online porn. If you were talking about sex, they hear something at school and they come home and they ask you questions or you just want them to be informed. If this is drugs, you can talk about marijuana or vaping. In the other video, we've got some information about vaping. So this format is what's super helpful when you feel like you want to address some of these subjects with your kids. 
or they ask you questions that you're not quite prepared for. But the life coaching answer is what gets in our way from being this calm, confident parent informing our child of unhealthy risks in a neutral way? Well, fear, in a word. (laughs) Fear of what could happen, fear of letting go, fear of how other kids will behave. Fear of losing the child you have known. We got to make room for the teenager you don't know yet. We got to say goodbye to the kid. Fear of him getting hurt. Fear of watching our baby suffer. Fear of not being able to help him solve his problems. Fear of not having control. Fear dressed up in multiple outfits. When we feel fear, in the absence of an immediate threat, we struggle because there's no productive action step to take. Fear is designed to keep us and our loved ones out of harm's way. We're hiking in the woods. We see a snake coiled up, ready to strike. We freeze. Perfect fear response. Some crazy person runs towards us, yelling and screaming. We run away from them. (laughs) We hide. Whatever. We get out of their way. Perfect fear response. Our brain's fear response is brilliantly designed to keep us safe except for when there is no clear reason for our fear. When we feel fear, yet everything around us appears safe, we go into our heads and we try to figure out why we're scared. We look for an explanation for our fears, school shootings, bad guys, drugs. The news will give us plenty of logical reasons why we are scared. It makes our worries seem valid and important. Worry pretends to be helpful. It makes us feel like we're doing something productive, but we aren't. All we are doing is making it harder to help our children navigate a fear-filled culture with confidence and ease. In order to prepare your child for some of the negative things he might be exposed to in middle school, you'll want to release the worry and process the fear. Fear is just an emotion. It's energy in motion, and it shows up as a vibration in the body. Worry distracts us from this fear. Worry is up in the head. And so if we can release the worry, we can drop into the fear, which means dropping into the body. So if you can do it right now, find the fear that you feel when you think about releasing your baby out into this big, bad world knowing something bad could happen. Think about that and then close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and notice where the fear is in your body and what it feels like. See if you can describe it. For me, it's always my stomach. I just get this pit in my stomach and then I get really shaky. I can feel the heat moving down my arms and my hands. In fact, that's the fight or flight response. The the Blood rushes to our limbs in order to help us run from the bear or whatever it is. Our brain thinks this is an emergency, that we're going to die. But if you look around you, all is well in this moment. So if there's no immediate threat, then it's safe to process this feeling so that you can then return to a state of calm. So this is just allowing the feeling to move through you. If I breathe and I notice all these places in my body, the heat, the tingling, the stomach, and I do that for 90 seconds, this feeling will go away. It will leave me. From the sound of things, 
Catalina, it sounds like your son is healthy, happy, and safe. He's going to go to school in one of the safest countries in the world in one of the safest times in history. He'll be with other kids who have been raised in safe environments, having all their basic needs met. Worrying gives you the illusion of safety, but it actually does not help us. Once you've allowed yourself to feel the feeling of fear without reacting to it, you'll notice you feel calmer. This is when you want to engage the brain and ask the question, what do I need to think and believe in order to talk to my middle schooler calmly? So here's a couple of ideas. This is good information for him to know. I'm earning my good parenting sticker today. I want him to have knowledge so he can make his own decisions. I trust him to make good choices. I want to be the kind of mom who can handle tough subjects. Find a thought that makes you feel proud of yourself. When we don't get to feel happy and ease and relaxed, we can feel proud of ourselves. And kind of commit to our values of what we think is important. Once you are feeling calm and ready to give your child information, consequences, opinion, and choice, you might need some additional resources. So middle school is a great time to shift from being the person with all the answers to learning things together with your child, which is handy because a lot of us don't know about the dangers of vaping, social media, today's potent marijuana options. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we did not grow up with and our parents didn't educate us about, so we don't really have that in our back pocket to help out, right? To help educate our kids about it because we don't really know. So it's the perfect time because that's appropriate anyways. When your child moves through adolescence, we don't want to be this authority figure that has all the answers. We want to kind of sit side by side with our kid and kind of ride through this journey together and help them become the adult. So Marlena Meheran from Nevada County's Tobacco Use Prevention Education Program recommended a great video for us to watch in the other episode I did on vaping. So I'm going to post that on the show notes, but I'm going to post a few other videos that I really like. You can go through Google yourself or go to YouTube and find a few videos that you think will address the topics that you want to address with your son, but resonate with your child's personality because there's a lot of things out there. Just be mindful of who is publishing the video. As Marlena mentioned last time in the vaping video, that sometimes marketing companies will put out their own video about it. So you just want to make sure you trust the source. Now, Common Sense Media is a great resource. I highly recommend watching their videos. They've got everything from how to talk to your kids about school shootings to sexting to everything in between. So commonsensemedia.org is a great place to start, but there's other things I'm going to post in the show notes, sex education videos, marijuana, uh, videos about gender and uh, ADHD, some really good ones. So go check it out or find your own. Do a little research first Find a video you like and then sit down with your kid and learn together. Gather that information together because it's okay that you don't know it all. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is your media diet. Just like the food we eat impacts us, even if we don't notice it immediately, the media we take in affects us also. If your media diet consists of Fox News, Criminal Minds, and CSI, it's no wonder you feel a lot of fear. 
If your media diet is filled with Queer Eye, romance novels, this podcast, and video chatting with your friends, you probably feel a lot of peace. So in order to stop worrying, try changing your media diet. I remember going to bed one night and noticing I just felt gross. I felt like I had just eaten a bunch of junk food, but I hadn't. So I was like, why am I feeling this way? And I realized the junk food feeling was because I had just watched 20 minutes of Housewives of Something County before I was going to bed. Well, this show might be just what you need at the end of the day to lift your spirits, but it wasn't for me. Especially before bed, I have to be very careful of what I take into my brain. It's amazing how easy it is to keep up with current events without ever watching a single newscast. I limit my exposure to social media, to all forms of media, and I seek out things that uplift me so that I can maintain peaceful energy for my clients and my kids so that they can come home to peace with me. Today's Supermom Power Boost... Allowing your kid to experience negative emotion. Okay, mamas. It is common in today's perfectionistic parenting culture to believe that it's our job to protect our children from having any negative emotion ever. (laughs) We genuinely want our children to be happy and successful every moment of every day for the rest of their lives. First, because this is what we think a good mom would want. We think this is good parenting. Second, because we don't know what to do with ourselves when they have a negative emotion. We don't like it. We don't like seeing it. And we're so we're left with ourselves going, you need to feel better. You need to feel happier. You need to fix this problem so that you can relax and smile again. When we understand that allowing children to feel all the feels is important and necessary in order to be fully human and fully alive, then we focus on what we want to feel while they are feeling sad, disappointed, angry, or scared. Now notice, I did not say stressed, worried, and anxious. Those are all like cover emotions. That's where we go to up in our head, stressed, worried, anxious. Those are not genuine emotions. What we want to do is get out of our heads and into our bodies and notice that I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm feeling ashamed. I'm feeling disappointed. Those are the genuine emotions, and nobody likes feeling those. So we run up into our head and say, I'm just stressed instead. But really, we're just running around trying to prevent ourselves from feeling embarrassed. And boy, do middle schoolers feel embarrassed. It is a common emotion. So... You can allow your child to feel a feeling without taking it on as your own. You can feel proud of yourself for letting your child have a negative experience and feeling negative emotions. This is important. This is valuable. And middle school will probably bring it out. (laughs) I don't know why. It's got to be a stressful time. Everybody is in puberty. Everybody's in this fishbowl syndrome where they're all worried about what everybody else is going to say. Everyone has judgments. And there's just a lot of negative energy on a middle school campus. 
And so your child's probably going to have some negative emotions too, and that's okay. You get to feel satisfied knowing that this negative experience is teaching him lessons he could never learn on his own. I mean, really think about it. Like if we go through life and we never have a negative experience, we're just going to create it in our mind (laughs) because we like to create drama and we like to have problems to solve. That's part of just being human is to have bad things happen and for us to experience negative emotions. So it's okay to allow our children to experience negative emotion. It's part of the human experience. It's part of what's going to make us feel fully engaged fully alive in this life. So trying to ensure that your child only have positive experiences and positive emotions is exhausting. So when we can allow our kids to experience negative emotions without making it mean that anything has gone wrong, it's going to free you and boost your energy. Today's quote of the day Worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. Leo Buscaglia. Thank you so much for listening and share this podcast with your friends. I would love it. I just had a friend told me she was telling another mom about this podcast and the mom went home, listened to it, came back the next day and was like, oh my God, I love it. I'm a total super mom. Thank you so much for sharing it with me. So please go share this podcast with three of your friends and see if it helps them release some of their worries too. You have a great day and I hope to see you on the Facebook Live. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.